What's the line on the Super Bowl, Sean? Because you know I bet heavily on these things. What do we know? Um, I believe it is still... Oh, hold on. What, what, what's, a, what's a legitimate one of these sites? I think it was Chiefs by three Yeah, last it's, still, time. it's still Chiefs uh, three and a half favorites. So you okay. got Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski back, on the, uh, the, 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 back at the Super Bowl, but with a different team. I just saw this from TMZ. Camille Kostek, whoever that is, celebrates boyfriend Rob Gronkowski's Super Bowl appearance. Oh, that's who that is. With sexy photo series. <laughs> I love these kind of stories. Oh, my gosh. She's celebrating her boyfriend's win with a sexy photo series that is public to us. Yes. Okay. She's trying to elbow, or more accurately, breast her way into the <laughs> internet hottie field. Oh, boy. My guess is that she found a way to date Rob Gronkowski. She was already splashing around in those waters ahead of time. Probably, yeah. yeah. What's this girl's name? I don't know. Camille Kostek. Oh, there, it's the first... Uh... First, uh, I, I will, I will yes, not. She is precisely what I thought. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling I know what she looks like. I'm not going to memorize the names of any of these people. She's an SI swimsuit model. She mm-hmm. is a stunningly beautiful and curvy blonde headed woman. Uh, I'm sure you're surprised to hear that. Yeah. Looks totally different than any other hot blonde woman you've ever seen. Though. Yeah, boy, Completely she's world class, though. Woof. I need to close that window. I'm starting to have untoward <laughs> thoughts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But this whole trend of so-and-so shows off Beachbody for 40th birthday or whatever the hell it is. Right. And it's in the, you know, it's on a website. I was about to say in the newspaper. Hello, Boomer. Um, (laughs) But then it's on a website, you know, like, I don't know. Why don't we just drop the facade of pretending like we're peering over the fence at these celebrities and they're not. Such and such shows their boobies hoping to get advertising contract. (laughs) Right. Oh, that we got it with a nice okay. Or boomer. we display so and so's boobies to get clicks on this website. Exactly. And they try to build their brand so they can advertise purses or makeup or shoes. Click and see pictures of boobies. <laughs> maybe that's just, maybe boil it down to that. Yeah, come on now. A little honesty. So, uh, longtime correspondent Andy on the topic of removing Fox News from cable. Major uh, cable players and newspapers are advocating for that. Andy with, hey, boomers, what's cable? Nice. There you go. That's a pretty good okay boomer. You know, I still have, I can't get cable where I live, but I still have Dish, but only because I haven't gotten around to unhooking it. I haven't used it in, I don't know how many months. <laughs> wow. Wow. You need a you need a helper. Oh, I do. You need a personal I assistant. so do. I've talked about this before. I've looked into the prices. I think it'd be a great idea. But um, Yeah, I tell you what, if you'd like to be Jack's personal assistant, here's his, <laughs> here's his personal phone number. You should call him. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, because uh, I signed up for YouTube TV, and since then I haven't used a dish at all. Which, why am I still paying $130 a month for it? Hard to good. imagine. Yeah. Ask your personal assistant. Mm-hmm. I told you to deal with this last month. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh. I suspect, I know every time I think about it, I think, is this going to require me to like set up an appointment and somebody comes out here and is at my house for a half hour taking stuff down? Because if it does, I don't want to do it. But I don't want to pay $128 a month for nothing either. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the point being, uh, YouTube TV is working out fine for me. It's it's supplying everything I need. Okay. Change of subject. Sean, I'm going to entrust you to briefly, and you tell me if you don't want to, briefly explain what short selling is in the stock market. Short selling is uh, I will borrow a share of a company from somebody 
sell it now for whatever its price is under the promise that I will sell you back a share of that very same company at a future date, regardless of what the price of the stock is. Right. I am betting that the stock price will be lower than the price it is today. So you right. can bet that stocks are going to go down. Yes. So it's just kind of like wagering. Uh, yes, yeah. And and it's uh, I've it took me a long time to comprehend what it was because if you read it it just it's weird and counterintuitive and you hey how do I end up with money here but th- that's a pretty good explanation you borrow the stock and you end up with the difference between where it was and what it dropped to and you make money that way what happened if it goes up instead of down you lose money yes you lose money and I've never done this because for instance a ten dollar stock can only go down ten dollars. But it could go up $300. Sure. Y- you have to get a special permit for most trading outfits to sell short because you have to be able to cover an enormous bill if you bet and, badly wrong. And that's the other thing, too. If the stock gets out of control on the on the wrong side of your short, the person you borrowed the shares from can immediately demand you you make you make us whole now before you become uh, uh what's the the word unliquid and liquid or you're not right. able to, un- yeah. insolvent you're not able broke. to broke yeah yeah <laughs> man there must be uh, there must be a lot of rules to make sure people don't do this and then somehow affect the stock to make it go down ah yes there are indeed jack and that brings us to a really interesting story um, i'm going <clears> to <throat> bet that burger king stock goes down then i take a rat to burger king it's, it, oh, it's been done. Put it in a Whopper. <laughs> right. And go on TV saying, I found a rat in my Whopper, and I'm not the only one, too. Third time this week. <laughs> so many rats at Burger King. <laughs> there are no rats at Burger King. It's a fine burger establishment. But this is a story about GameStop. Oh, I was going to give the example of uh, you know somebody who sold Tesla short, because there was a huge, huge pressure. People selling it short, and Elon Musk was getting pissed off. That, that comes into play in this story it, as yeah, well. Yeah, it actually does. It, it starts off with GameStop. Which is, um, it's a, a video game store and, and the rest of it. And there was a big movement to sell it short. Radio Shack for video games. Mm-hmm. It was a brick and mortar store on its last breath. Uh, didn't seem to have a very bright future at all. Became a very popular short into the tune where 136% of its outstanding stocks, I don't know how this happened, were sold short. So it, it, it was just. There was like a line. If anybody unleashed any stock, give it to me so I can sell it short. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like the biggest, one of the biggest bets Wall Street traders have it's made. It's like betting I'm going to die, and you profit from it if it's true. A little bit like that, yeah. Um, but then Monday morning, and Sean knows a fair amount about this, but I'll give you the broad outlines. A bunch of Reddit users decided to play the market and push GameStop stock up nearly three times its average over the past several months. Moving up. Then they started to do it with uh, movie chain AMC. And BlackBerry, and go ahead, Sean. What did they do? Uh, well, the the information on what companies are overshorted to use this. Uh, a lot of my language is going to be imprecise for the sake of of trying to make it clear. Good. Um, uh, these overshorted stock. This is all public information. So this Reddit thread um, decided to let's let's push these up to the point that the people who shorted this stock must then cover their own shorts. And the way that you if you are on the wrong side of a short, the way that you hedge your your losses is then you just buy regular shares of of the stock, thereby pushing it up even higher. Mm. But this creates a strange staring contest because if the stock was it, it was a good idea to short the stock based on the fundamentals at twenty dollars, it is certainly a good idea to do it again at sixty dollars. But the, but only <laughs> if the uh, if this subreddit 
doesn't then in, inject more money into it, short, forcing it even higher and higher. Right. So it's a perpetual motion machine of doom for short sellers. And they uh, they made GameStop stock jump more than 822%. It went from 17 a quarter at the beginning of the year to a high of $159 on Monday. Do we have any idea how many people were involved in this unholy scheme? Um, Is it hundreds or thousands? It's or dozens? thousands, thousands. Yeah, thousands? I thought I saw a number. Uh, so it's a way for a thousand, some thousands of people to get together and manipulate the market in a way. I just saw a little bit on CNBC where they said, we don't have regulatory power to deal with this right well, now. Well, so there's there's other factors at work here, too. So a lot of your, your new retail investors are using free-to-trade apps like Robinhood. And the way that Robinhood makes their money is by selling order flow to other firms. So these thousands of people, uh, oh, and then these firms have the opportunity, if they want to, kind of cut in line in front of the Robinhood order flows and get their orders in uh, ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So so these thousands, maybe ten thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people putting their orders through on Robinhood, these other big funds see the momentum happening, jump in line, acting as a force multiplier, getting in, and then hmm. so creating more right. more transactions of the stock making. GameStop more. is hot. Buy, yeah. buy. Yes. Right. Does exactly. Any, does By any the way, th- just a clarification, there are 2.2 million members of the Wall Street Bets Reddit community. Wow. It is not clear at all and no way to know how many joined yes. in on this. Sure. That, that's why I'm guessing it's probably in the thousands. But but yeah, the, the community in and of itself is gigantic. Yeah. Um, so is any of the electronic trading play a, a role in it, like the, the algorithms for the computers see something going up? and Well, that, oh, yeah. that's kind of the order flow line cutting okay. that I was describing with the Robinhood gotcha. business model. Yeah. So I think the long and short, and Sean, you characterized it uh, pretty well off the air when we were chatting about I this. I only buy gold because William Devane told me to. It's gold. very simple. I buy gold and I bury it in my yard. Actually, gold went way up last year. So, way so up. The, the uh, Melvin Capital, the company that was initially the very vocal short sellers of this, this morning they have, or as of yesterday, they they got out of it completely, ate a gigantic loss. Don't know if this hedge fund will continue to exist after this. They received billions of dollars of influx of money of from other hedge funders trying to. I guess they felt bad for them, so they were trying to keep them solvent. The stock kept going up, so that money was gone in a matter of hours. Wow. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, a, a, I, I don't remember which description I gave to you, Joe, that that you like, but there is. Well, go ahead. A, a, a group of bored subredditors kind of just got in a staring contest with hedge funds. And, uh, and they made it clear that the regulators and heavyweights of the industry have no idea how to deal with the Internet. Meanwhile, Elon Musk, who is a uh, an amazing guy in a lot of ways, but he's also... the world's richest man. He's also a great prankster. He's realized recently how much he can drive people to various companies' stocks. Tweeted about how much he enjoyed buying something for his dog off Etsy. And the stock jumped. Now he's tweeted uh-huh. about GameStop, and that stock jumped even further. Yeah, GameStop is up another 111% as of right now, today. Just today? Just I, today. I love this on CNET. Should I, I try to get in on the frenzy? It's always smart to consult a financial professional before making investments. Thank you decisions. for that help. The real reason I believe that Elon tweeted out the GameStop stock Wall Street subreddit is because Melvin Capital, the one who shorted this, was one of the biggest and most vocal short sellers of Tesla back in the day. You sticking it to me? How funny. How interesting. Yeah, revenge. Best served cold. So, in another response, and uh, there's there's plenty of ways to to wrap this up. Uh, The subreddit, in response to um, Melvin Capital receiving billions more and then continuing to try to short it, 
filed a complaint with the SEC against Melvin Capital against abusive naked short selling. Uh, so, I mean, th- this is going layers upon layers of mm. of, uh, of interest. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I said, I saw the serious heavyweight people on CNBC talking in serious tones about how there's no regulatory way to handle this right now, and these things move very slow. Final note, very briefly, my favorite note. Remember, they did the same with the BlackBerry stock. BlackBerry executives told MarketWatch, uh, we're not aware of any of this. We don't know what's going on. Our stock's skyrocketing. Uh, shut up. Uh, new phone. Wrong number. Click. I have more to come. Armstrong and Getty. do a guess that sound haven't done that in a while uh michael's got the sound for us we'll guess it before we get to that just came across this from the hill the leader of the proud boys you've probably seen him on tv or seen him interviewed has been an informant for law enforcement since 2012 according to reuters whoops so that's how they were keeping an eye on the proud boys the guy who leads it was letting them know what their plans were huh what's this guy's name i'll have to read more on the uh, enrico something right Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, wait a minute. Have we had him on? We had somebody on. Hmm. 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 Enrique Tario. No, that's not who we talked to. Um, And um, a new poll shows that 50% of Republicans want Trump to play a major role in the GOP going forward. So with half of Republicans wanting that, I would guess that's what's going to happen. Well, that means half don't, right? Yeah, but you you still uh, still still you're, if half if half the party wants you to play a role, you are going to play a role. You know what's really interesting about this Proud Boys prosecution was he helped the feds investigate gambling, which was probably like a football pool or something. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Steroids. You bunch of, got a bunch of big manly guys who like to fight, and uh, like pot. And uh, uh, ecstasy and cocaine. Uh, Tario denied that he worked undercover or cooperated in cases against others. I don't know any of this. I don't recall any of this. Um, nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about politics or violence or demonstrating or anything. Is it's there just, any chance this was leaked out by whoever to Reuters to drive a wedge in the Proud Boys? Cause mess, cause a mess in their organization. It's possible, although um, the, there's a prosecutor uh, during a hearing for a, a case. Uh, the prosecutor said Mr. Tario's work led to the prosecution of 13 people on federal charges and helped local authorities investigate a gambling ring. Hmm. Uh, Chuck Schumer has just said on the floor that he believes President Biden should declare climate change a national emergency. Oh. Obviously, if he did that, then there'd be like no limit to executive orders he could pull off that would devastate the economy and probably not change the temperature a bit. Um, we need to do guess that sound. So we're going to hear a sound and guess what it is. I think the rules are pretty pretty simple. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, that was me. Me stepping on something sharp. Is it one of them screeching goats? It's me stepping on something sharp. It doesn't sound like a goat. Can I hear it one more time? 
That's soothing. <laughs> it is a beast of some sort. Here's um, a clue. Jack, you may have one. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, that narrows it down. Is it a child? No. <laughs> Uh, painful testicular condition. I don't think it's a goat, and I've heard lots of goats make lots of noises every single day where I live. You might have one. Matter of fact, he does have one. He well, does have that one. That narrows it down quite a bit. I've got dogs, cats, got some, sheep, got some chickens, goats, out there. chickens, a and a weasel, horse. right? Yeah, we do have a rogue weasel. Rogue weasel. Is it a rogue weasel, Michael? Is it a weasel? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Show me the weasel. Is that a chicken? No, it's not a chicken. Okay, so what is it? Is it a beast? It is a four-year-old pug mix. It's a it's pug. A pug? Oh. It's a pug. I didn't even pug think about it. Mix pug mix with what? A specter from beyond the grave? Is it mixed with a rogue weasel? <laughs> or a, a screaming goat? Yeah, it's a pug that shrieks like a banshee, basically. I, I don't want to hear it ever again. <laughs> it's a pug mixed with a spawn from hell. Yeah, no kidding. A, a, a hellhound, indeed. I'm glad... They're sleeping now. Oh, I'm glad our pug is not trying, trying to breathe because it's unnatural. <laughs> um, let's let's keep breeding it until it can't breathe. That sounds fun. <laughs> and too fat to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be amusing? <laughs> we'll just lay there making weird nasal sounds. Everybody will want one. We'll catch you up on uh, some other stories on the, the way. I think. I promise. The Armstrong and Getty Show. An ominous alert from Apple warning customers to keep their iPhone 12 at least six inches away from their pacemaker. They say it's important to do this because the new phone has magnets and radios that emit electromagnetic fields that could potentially interfere with an implanted medical device like a pacemaker. Is there anything from last year that isn't trying to kill us? Please. Hmm. Mm. I was looking at the 12s the other day, thinking of upgrading from my 7, which is smashed to bits and barely works. Is the, this uh, like, uh, who was it on Seinfeld that was close to running out of gas and wanted to see how far they could push it? That was Kramer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm doing with my phone, really. It really kind of is at this point. The battery life on it, I can barely get from here to my car. Before. You have a corded phone, is what you have. I have a corded phone. Uh, you, so you can charge it here in the studio, then by the time you get down to the parking lot, it's dead? Yes. It doesn't have a battery. Really not. No, it's a corded phone. Yeah. And there's so many dead spots in the smashed up screen that there's a lot of stuff I can't do. Um, All right. New Zealand has been controlling... My oven doesn't eat things. <laughs> My shoes have no soles. They're just the tops. <laughs> well, well, that I could understand. You might want people to think you have shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I want people to think I own an iPhone. <laughs> um, you know what's really holding me back on that? What's that, sir? Just the hassle. Oh yeah, of having to go into a place. You have to make an appointment and buy it, and then because of the vid, and then you know, uh, click through the menu and get my new information on there, and it just seems like a lot of work. Never seems like a good day for it. Well, so. first of all, you got to back up the first one, yeah. and that might be impossible given the smashed up screen. <laughs> True. Um, new Zealand has handled the COVID by really shutting down their borders, and I don't understand why more countries haven't done this. Well, they're not islands, for one thing. I mean, that helps. Well, of course it helps. Yeah. Yeah. 
world poses too great a risk for New Zealand. And they said the border closures will continue for months. They don't plan on letting anybody in anytime soon. They're almost completely closed down. Given the risks of the world around us and the uncertainty of the global rollout of the vaccine, we expect our borders to be closed for much of this year. You know, they're so inundated, and I mean inundated, with tourists from the whole uh, Hobbit thing, the Lord of the Rings movies. I wonder if they just thought, you know, let's let's figure out how many tourists we want. We'll use the COVID as a pretext. I don't have a population on New Zealand. I'm guessing it's relatively small. I'm going to guess... Boy, I'm really guessing here. I've got nothing to base it on. Canada has fewer people than California, for instance. Right. Well, a lot of people would never guess that. So I'm guessing New Zealand's pretty small. I'm um, saying, what are you saying? You got a number? I was going to go 15 million. You think it's bigger than that? No, I think it's like uh, oh, 5.8. Really? And, but it's a pretty big mass. Yeah, a lot of sheep. Not so many people. A lot of hobbits. They don't count as people. Nope. All right, what do you got, Sean? I thought you locked in? Yeah. Yes. 4.9 million. Wow. wow. Good, good guess. I overshot at 5.8. Yeah. That's a tiny country. Well, the orcs but unfortunately, a lot of folks. it's uh, Price is Right rules. You were both over. No guesses. That's a Nobody's stupid a rule. I've always hated that rule. <laughs> so that makes a, no sense. So it's an incredibly small state if we're in the United I States. I bid one hundred one dollar and one cent. People would do that. I wanted to punch them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's good strategy. They only got five million people, but they've only had twenty-five deaths from this thing. Wow, total. Yeah, they clamped down as soon as the thing started. Hmm. And they fortified the the island, raised up walls, archers. They're living on hobbit meat. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Have you seen those movies? New Zealand is the first country to see the sunrise. Cool. What? I don't know. It's on their globe is a circle. Fifteen a, a sun sphere, rather. Well, I guess uh, international dateline. Blah blah blah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Um, it seems like I had another thing. Oh, I was trying to comprehend this article in the National Review today about impeachment. And again, I don't, why am I reading anything about this? I don't care. I, but if you're going to make a list of a hundred things I care about, impeachment is not one of them. But uh, Andrew McCarthy in National Review wrote, Democrats are laying a trap with Trump's impeachment trial. And he said the Wall Street Journal's piece earlier this week on how this is actually good for Republicans because it's mucking up the Democrats' first 100 days and Joe Biden, blah, 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 and Trump's not going to be convicted and he makes it a martyr, blah, blah, blah. He's saying, ah, no, it's the old reversal reverse and it's really going to help the Democrats because, but I can't figure out his logic. And I was trying to quickie read it, so I don't get it. Mm. I I think there's a decent, here's my best guess, and this is probably right with very little knowledge of what's going on here. It ain't going to matter at all. Remember how much supposedly influential pundits said the last impeachment was going to matter come election time? Yes. Who freaking even knew it happened? 48 hours later, it was a nothing. Right. So my, yeah. if I had to put money on anything, it'd be like, it doesn't really have an effect either way. Well, I stand by my, my guess of an earlier hour. They are going to charge him very narrowly in the impeachment, in the formal trial, but very broadly in public. It's as if... I was accusing you of the charges stealing from your wife's purse. But I told everybody in the compliant media, the question is, is Jack a bad guy? Is he a dishonest guy? And then the Republicans would say, there's no evidence he stole from his wife's purse. Well, Mm. you know, it's more useful to uh, use the Trump example, honestly. The Republicans will say, uh, there's no need for a metaphor. 
no, that speech didn't clearly incite an insurrection. And there are, there are plenty of legal people that agree that, right. no, the, the very Supreme Court rulings, this did not incite violence. Other, some people do agree, but not everybody. But to roughly 90% of the public, that's not what's being questioned. The question is, was what happened at the Capitol terrible? It's just like we were talking about Monica. The Republicans voted that what happened at the Capitol wasn't terrible. It's just like we were talking about Monica Lewinsky earlier. Most of America thinks that trial was about he cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. He had an affair. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't about the deposition with, you know, what the meaning of his is. Simpler times, Jack. Simpler times. Was it? They were, actually. And if you didn't hear the whole Monica Lewinsky story, you should check the uh, the podcast because there is a new book out from Linda Tripp explaining some details you had not heard before, including squeezings of the POTUS's testes the potus scotus was squeezed wow scrotus what it's a terrible word um (laughs) i want to briefly pay tribute to uh helen pluckrose and her new website that's going to help you resist critical race theory indoctrination in your workplace before the end of the show maybe we'll talk about it more tomorrow it was just going to tip my cap to this story this is the year every 17 years that billions of cicadas are going to emerge across large areas of the eastern United States, bringing swarming numbers and loud, buzzing mating calls to major towns and cities. I remember this so vividly when I was a kid. I was exactly the right age to be fascinated and terrified by these bugs. Because if you don't know what they look like, they're large. They have flaming red eyes. They do? They're, I didn't I know they're that. Are, are they black? I can't remember. It's seared into my memory. They're either the black like all bugs right. or flaming red or eyes. flaming okay. red eyes. Let me go to the non <laughs> Yeah, they have red eyes. I was right. Oh, my God, they're terrifying. Redder than the very fires of hell from which they emerge. <laughs> but these things lay eggs that like gestate and the larvae grow underground for 17 years. And then they bust out, and they're everywhere. Billions of them. Did you? You were in Wisconsin, I think, when it mm-hmm. happened when we were kids. Did Did you have a lot of them? Do you remember? I don't remember this story. Oh my God, they're everywhere huh. uh, in suburban Chicagoland, and um, and it, they are large. I mean, they're they're like two inches long, inch and a half, two inches long. They're thick. They are big, big bugs, and they make this sound. All day long, you hear everywhere. Um, and as kids, we were initially terrified, then fascinated, then went out with tennis rackets, and they're flying around all the place. And we just smash with tennis really? rackets. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and then so animal abuse. Joe Getty canceled. Yeah, probably. Uh, while cicadas, smashing cicadas with tennis rackets. I don't know. I was. I was. I can't. Canceled. I suppose I could probably do the math easily enough. 17 years. Why is it 17 years? Just is. Just is. Just like it's, why is it's nine months for a baby? Ours not to question why. Yeah, Yeah, that's how long it takes. Although uh, evolutionists think that um, that was a way to keep the development uh, away from predators, to keep them safe. I don't know. It's an odd thing. I'd rather be out and take my chances than be underground for 17 years, but that's just me. While cicadas will not harm people, pets that gorge on them may become ill. No. Erg. Uh, also, the, uh, it's thought their long underground development helps cicadas survive predators as their huge and synchronized arrival provides protection in numbers. Um, it's uh, If you can get past the noise and the surprise of being surrounded with uh, these big, ugly, nasty-looking bugs, 
Uh, you'll be able to appreciate the, a rare wonder of the natural world, cool. says Michael Raup, entomologist at the University of Maryland. The emergence of the cicadas is a wonderful opportunity for millions of people to witness and enjoy a remarkable biological phenomenon in their own backyard that happens nowhere else on the planet. Cool. My kids will be into this. Yeah. It's the eastern U.S., though, so you got to go to the eastern mm. U.S. Uh, your dramatic talk. Kids, let's get on a long plane flight so we can be surrounded by terrifying insects. <laughs> Your dramatic talk reminded me of this yesterday. So I went to Home Depot to get some uh, fixings for the big storm rolling in. I needed a couple of things. Um, and uh, so I'm walking out of the Home Depot with my son, my nine-year-old son, Henry. And he, ha- he saw some, <laughs> there were suckers in there of various flavors. And we're walking out and he said, can I get a sucker? And we're walking to the car in the wind and the rain. And I said, no, 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 we're too close to dinner. And he said, your heart is as cold as this wind. <laughs> that, that's mighty dramatic. Your son, Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> Got to beard and everything. It's on. Well, okay. Only kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> white beard. Um, so uh, how to fight back. Be part of the real resistance. The resistance yes. we agree with. Yes. Coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some suggestions that Hank Aaron died from one of the vaccines. What? Are you following that story? Maybe we'll get to that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. No, I don't think he did either, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. I think the internet might end civilization. Yep. It might. Huh. Anyway, um, so uh, I'm looking at this uh, counterweight, support.com. Helen Pluckrose is one of that trio of academics who uh, had those uh, fake grievance study papers published, which was such a great pants pulling down of that whole field. And James Lindsay, her cohort in that, is uh, writing great stuff about critical theory and all. And a lot of you have asked us or, or others, how do I push back against this stuff and keep my job? And that could be a, a delicate balance, depending on where you work, what sort of environment, where you are. But Helen has started this website, counterweightsupport.com. And you know what? Let me navigate away. Um, I have one of the... Um, I'll just read this to you. We're here to provide you with practical information and expert guidance to resist the imposition of the ideology that calls itself critical social justice or critical theory, or critical race theory, on your day-to-day life. Our primary focus is on people who find themselves in situations where they need to push back at this ideology in their place of work, university, children's school, or elsewhere, and defend their right to their own ethical framework for opposing prejudice and discrimination. We connect you with the specific resources, advice, and guidance your particular situation requires. Wow, what a weird time we live in. This is completely necessary, but how weird. Counterweight Community is a nonpartisan grassroots movement advocating for liberal concepts of, concepts of social justice that include individualism, universalism, viewpoint diversity, and free exchange of ideas. And one of the um, one of the tools they give you, and we have this linked at armstrongandgetty.com. I understand there was a bit of a technical glitch going on with the uh, the website system. Uh, it'll be fixed soon. If you don't get through, keep trying armstrongandgetty.com. But they have... Uh, four different, I think it's four different example letters that you can send to your employer, university or whatever, that are written beautifully, 
They have the citations, they have the quotes, they have the reasoning, and all you have to do is sign your name to it. Fill in the blanks. I love this. Uh, Dear employer name, I noted with interest your comments on diversity in your recent monthly message and your invitation to submit views. It's clearly an important subject, etc., etc. I'm keen to support all efforts to ensure we don't discriminate against each other or our external stakeholders on the basis of class, race, ethnicity, sex, sexuality, religion, or physical ability. With this in mind, I would welcome early reassurance that any diversity measures put in place will be both evidence-based and consistently principled in their opposition to prejudiced assumptions about whole demographics. I mention this in part because some very recent reports suggest that in some cases, the desire to do something about racism is leading to hasty decisions that are likely to do more harm than good. Writing in the Telegraph last Saturday, Calvin Robinson provided some interesting observations on and warnings about the way racism is currently being tackled in schools. Among his observations was, Mandated reading lists include an incredibly one-sided perspective on race relations. These lists all feature, feature the same short selection of books, which present one viewpoint as unquestioned truth, while offering very little empirical evidence in, supporting, in support. In an educational environment, opinions should be challenged, facts should be backed up with evidence, and literature should be balanced. If we're going to insist that people read Robin D'Angelo and Reddy Edo Lodge, perhaps we should also suggest Booker T. Washington and Thomas Sowell. Wow. And it goes on like that. And, if and your that's kid just is, one of four options. If your kid is in a school where they're reading that White Fragility book, man, you got to move heaven and earth to get them out of that school. Because they are so crazy there. Mm-hmm. And then there's one specifically about uh, micro-behaviors. I believe that training sessions like this, which focus on the minutiae of employee interactions, may lead people to become self-conscious and fearful and could create conflict and tension that wasn't previously present in the workplace. That's just one sentence I really liked. This is why I feel it's important to ask, how will the proposed training teach our workforce to distinguish between a biased micro-behavior and a sincere misunderstanding. If employees subscribe to some of the ideas presented in the training, they could assume a malicious intent to their colleagues' behavior where it does not exist. It just it does a beautiful job. Super smart people tearing apart these idiotic and racist philosophies for you. I, I like that, and I, I like I like that a lot, and I'm glad they're doing it. But I think if you do that, and you know, it's uh, time to eliminate positions at your workplace. They're going to eliminate you as the troublemaker. You're sticking your head up, no doubt. Yeah. We've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The person, the, al- the alternative is to go along with one of the most loathsomely racist philosophies that's emerged in the last 200 years. No doubt. And keep your job. Right. So you got to balance those things. Dang, that's a rough situation. Wow. Uh, here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michael, pressing the buttons. Final thought? Yeah, it's kind of tough because I don't have power at my place either, so I like to use candles, but the problem is I feel it's unsafe to use them inside, so I go outside in the high wind, and I just stand out to relighten it. And Self, relighten self-defeating, it. really. Yeah, pretty yeah, bad. Is, yeah, I had to re, uh, realign your plans there, Michael. Positive Sean, our producer. Final thought? Well, a little less than 10 years after they first tried it, it seems like they finally learned how to actually occupy Wall Street. <laughs> Oh, yeah, through that whole uh, Reddit thing we were talking about. Yeah. Jack, you're the co-host. Final thought? Yeah, I don't have any electricity at my house either because of the winter storm. So am I in a hurry to get home? 
sit in the cold in the dark? <sighs> I got to entertain my kids somehow. I guess. Freezing there. Build a mud man since it doesn't snow here, mm. really. Uh, my final thought is, you know, as I was delivering that screed about loathsome racist philosophies and the rest of it, it, it may be the single coolest thing about this job is we not only keep our jobs so far yelling about this stuff, but it's um, it kind of is our job. So, you know, maybe you can't do it at work in good conscience. You have mouths to feed and the COVID and the economy, blah, blah, blah. But I guess we'll we'll keep doing it for you. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com and click on the counterweight thing and other stories and articles and videos we've talked about. You can email us if there's something we ought to know about. In fact, uh, one of our alert listeners turned me on to counterweight. Uh, all you have to do is email it, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. San Francisco School Board going to take Washington and Lincoln off schools. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. God bless America. There'll be order in the house. Come on! As the athletes would say, we've left it all in the field. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Undervisible. That is the climax of foolishness. <laughs> it's just too great. It was a bonehead idea. Yeah, it's just complete, utter nonsense. So let's just dispense with that fundamental, foundationally nonsense. And boom goes the dynamite. I'm going to call my lawyer. Arm. Strong and Getty.